0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble though. Oh, you, yeah. They picked us because we're horny, Yeah. right? And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, guys? Yes, we are fresh today. Hello, Roots. What's going on guys? Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. I decided I wanted to do something a little fresh. So I decided, since everybody on Twitter can't shut the fuck up about my roots, I figured, why not give them some roots, honey? Don't worry. I will be going back to a full blonde bleach soon. Um, I already have my appointment booked for December, but I was like, let's give the scalpy a little bit of a break. It's fall. I've been wanting to play around with my dark hair just, like, a little bit. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's chop off some of the blonde. Let the black kind of come in. Let the roots really come. If Twitter's going to troll on my roots, then let's give them roots, honey. Pat the puss. So... There we go. Now, now the the drapes match the carpet because we all know my carpet wasn't bleached. Oh, don't worry. I will be fully blonde. I will be a full blonde bitch again. Come later into the winter. Come December. I'll be back. But I figured why not have a little fun? Why not mix things up a little bit? What's going on, guys? We love roots. Yes. Hello, neck. Hello, ankles. Hello, roots. What's going on? Hi, Russ. Hi, Val. Hi, Trav. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Mary Ann. Hi, Romy. What's going on? Um, Joe wants to know if I've received any cum tributes since Wednesday's episode. Sadly, Joe, nobody has sent me a cum tribute, and I'm so sad about it. If you guys don't know what a cum tribute is, then I suggest you listen listen to Wednesday's episode with Harry Jowsey, because you learn. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, Some of you guys are asking if I'm feeling better since Tuesday. I'm feeling slightly better. Um, I had a really bad sore throat. I have strep. Um, Yeah, so it does hurt a little bit to talk. But talked to the doc, got some meds, had to give myself a shot in the butt, which was very – actually, it wasn't painful. Um, So, yeah, we live in. We're here. We're ready to get it, get it, get it. I will say, talking tonight, my throat does feel a lot better than Tuesday night. Um, So there is that you would you would have thought i would have been like getting my throat hammered with how painful it was but that was not the case okay so should we start off with royal housewives Actually, hold on. Before we get into Real Houses of Beverly Hills, I do have to give a little flex, okay? Because BuzzFeed just posted this article with their funniest and most accurate spirit Halloween costume memes of 2022. And guess what? Zach Peter is featured in the artwork, at least my memes were featured in the article. I'm very grateful to Ryan Shockett, who published the article. He didn't give me too much credit, but he did give credit to my memes which are very funny. So all the bitches on Twitter that want to say I'm not funny, sorry honey, I'm cute and I'm funny. Okay. I made number 6 and number 8. So these are the the um these are the memes because there's this meme going around about like how ha- uh, Halloween costumes and spirit costumes. And so people are kind of just like making their own funny memes with what like fake Halloween costumes, but they're memes. Right. So here's one of them. Um, this was voted number six on on BuzzFeed's list. And it's Lisa Rinna in the spirit Halloween costume. And it's the biggest bully in Hollywood. And everyone knows it. So, yes, I made number six. My Lisa Rinna costume made number six. And then number eight was my Bethany Frankel costume, a real life TikTok beauty influencer. Boom. There you go. And then we also had this one, which is Sharice from Real Housewives of Potomac. And her costume is called the imitation grand dame because she wants to think she's the grand dame. But we all know who the real grand dame is. (gasps) It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, my God. Whose birthday is it? Ronnie, Ronnie Marsha, happy birthday, love. And then the last one. So my Charisse costume and my Jen Shaw costume did not make the list. But my Jen Shaw costume was called the prison inmate. So, yeah, it's Jen Shaw and it's called prison inmate. So my Bethany costume, the real life TikTok beauty influencer. And my Lisa Renna costume, the biggest bully in Hollywood. And everyone knows it. Both made it onto BuzzFeed's list. So, yes, I'm funny. Yes, I'm cute. Yes, I got good. I got good memes. Uh, I want to see the pictures of the costumes. Ruby, they're on the actual Instagram feed. So if you go on the No Filter Instagram feed, they're there. And you can see the Renna costume and the Bethany costume and the Sharice costume. Zach, Erica melted me a bit at BravoCon reading room. Erica was great at BravoCon. Even Andy Cohen was like, you know, I think that this new season is going to be Um, no, sweetie, I'm not, listen, I love you, Shirley girl, but I'm not going to embrace the dark. I'm not going back to dark hair. It's just not going to happen. Um, it's just too basic bitch for me, you know? Sorry. But yes, you're right. I'm predicting that next season will be Erica's redemption season, and this is where she's going to win back the fans. Okay, so let's get into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, okay? But yeah, shout out to Ryan and Bustle. Sorry, not Bustle, BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed. Sorry. Okay. Oh, look at um everyone's wishing you a happy birthday on Instagram. Marsha, I believe that was whose birthday it was. Marsha. Oh, the gray the gray is not staying. or sorry, the dark hair is not staying, guys. It's just a cute little vibe that we're doing for November for Halloween in the fall. Don't worry. Jack Frost will be back in time for Christmas. Oh okay. okay. realizes Beverly Hills Reunion Part Three. So here is where we finally get Erica, and she's accusing Kathy of dropping the homophobic slur and calling the DJ an old effing F-A-G, okay? And then Kathy gives us her version of the events and what really tipped her off in, in Aspen. And she said that it wasn't the Kendall Jenner 818 tequila, which I have on my bar thanks to Kathy Hilton and her endorsement of the Kendall Jenner 818 tequila. I have the Reposado right there. So Kathy says that she went up to the DJ and she's like, Yo, Mr. DJ, song Pon Day Replay And he's like, We don't play Billy Jean, we just don't do that here, lady. And she's like, What do you mean? And he's like, It's a busy night, it ain't gonna happen. So then she goes to the manager, okay? Total Karen, right? She's like, I'm gonna speak to your manager. And so she goes to the manager and she's like, hey, can you play? Here's some here's some money. Can you play some songs for me, my girlfriends? And then he's just like, um, no. And then she's like, well, why not? And he's like, where are you from? And she's like, Los Angeles, Beverly Hills. It's me, Kathy Hilton from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Star. And he's just like. Yeah, go back to Los Angeles then. And then she got pissed. And then she comes out and she's like, we're leaving. And she's like, Kyle, we're leaving now. And Kyle's like, I'm not leaving. And then Kyle even says that the reason she didn't leave with Kathy was because of the way Kathy was talking to her. And she said that it was just not, it was not the vibe. Kyle's like, no, you cannot speak to me like this. And everyone saw it. The biggest bully in Aspen. And everyone knows it. And everyone saw it. And then she's all mad coming from the dance floor. And then Erica's like, Kathy, what's wrong? And she's like, the DJ's an old FAG, an old effing FAG. And then Erica was like, whoa. And then Kathy kept storming off. And then that's when Runa's like, all right, Kathy, let's get grandma in the car before grandma gets run over by a reindeer. Let's get her home. And then Crystal's like, yes, let's get her home. And Crystal's texting the car and she's like, we need to get her out of here. SOS, SOS, Kathy's having a meltdown. Even though Crystal's like, I didn't see any meltdown. What? What was Kathy doing? All of a sudden, Crystal has pretend amnesia, right? Well, it really bit her in the ass because at the reunion, nobody had her back and she looked like a total fucking idiot because she had no allies because her only ally, she decided to bet her eggs on Kathy. And Kathy, one, didn't defend her when Kathy came out. And two, Kathy's not a full-time cast member, so it's not like Kathy's opinion carries much weight in the group. So Crystal was an idiot for that, but whatever. So Kathy is like, I, I uh, stop making me out to be a monster. I mean, she kind of denies it, but doesn't really deny it. She just says, like, I don't really talk like that. And nobody else heard it. So like her wording was very specific. She's like, nobody else heard it. Um, I don't talk like that. Stop making me out to be a monster. But she never said, Erica, I did not say to you that the DJ was an old effing F-A-G. So she was very specific with her wording, um, which I thought was interesting. But Erica's like, well, nobody else heard it because you said it to me directly. And so Erica's like, I am not a liar. I, and listen, in book club, we read Erica's book. And that's her trigger, right, is when people call her a liar. Because remember, she got mad at her grandma. And she was like, Grandma, I'm going to shank you because you called me a liar. And I'm not going to forget that. And Erica didn't forget it until the day she died. She totally said it. Yeah, or Ivy, I, I believe that Kathy did say it. Kathy looks like she would say and act that way. Well, here's the thing. I think the biggest indicator is Kathy's behavior towards the manager. She's like, I'm going to give you some money, and you're going to play some songs for my friends. And the second you don't play songs for my friends, I'm going to storm out of here, and I'm taking all my friends with me, and we're out of here. So it was very or the fact that the DJ told her it's too busy of a night. We're not going to play your song. And then she goes to the manager like total fucking Karen move. Right. Total Karen. She's just like, I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to do what I like. First, the DJ didn't listen to her. So then she's like, let me throw some money at the manager and see if, you know, if that F.A.G. don't like me. Let's see if this F.A.G. will like me. Right. And then she storms off. And then she's like, you know, what? we're out of here, Kyle. We're leaving now. So proud of the DJ. (laughs) <laughs> the DJ was probably just busy. The DJ is probably just like, not tonight, lady. Like, it's busy. You need to go home. You're in army sweatpants like Regina George. You know, whatever. So I thought that Kyle's or sorry, Kathy's behavior towards Kyle was very telling of their relationship. And you can just tell by the way she was so cold that she just like sees Kyle as kind of beneath her. Um, and then we see her constantly sipping on her water, right? I don't know if anybody caught that, but she had this water bottle and she kept drinking it th- drinking throughout the whole thing. And if you remember, I don't know if there are any Kardashians fans here, but there was an episode of keeping up with the Kardashians where they got a media coach, and the media coach taught them, if there's ever a question or something that comes up that's uncomfortable. I remember learning this in debate class, but they were like, if there's ever a moment where you feel uncomfortable, just take a sip, right? Take a sip compose yourself don't react to emotionally like that's a tactic that people use when they have to face uncomfortable questions right you just take a sip of your water collect yourself collect your composure give yourself you know time to think i know it's a trick that the interviewers do um use like oprah if you ever pay attention to oprah's interviews she's always very much like um hmm and then she kind of repeats some of your answers really you didn't, the DJ didn't want to play your song. Mm. And so it kind of, you know, gives you a moment to collect your thoughts. When you're an interviewer, when you're in that type of position, your brain's going so many different directions. So these are just, you know, I'm going on a tangent. But regardless, that's a tactic that, that media coaches use when you're being interviewed, right? Same thing with Keeping Up with the Kardashians when we saw them go on their media, uh, media training. So, Kathy was guzzling that water like she was in a drought, okay? She was like California in a drought, and she just kept using up that water like people like Kathy Hilton do when they're watering their glass their grass when we're in a drought in California. Okay. why are you kissing Rina's ass? You should not be un- you should be unbiased, okay two things one, I haven't said anything about Rinna in this entire episode or this entire live not one mention of Rena has really come up. So I'm not kissing Renna's ass. I actually don't like kissing ass. I prefer my ass eating out rather than kissing anybody else's, but go on. And second of all, everybody's biased, my love. I'm not a reporter and I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentator and I'm a podcaster. Okay. We all have biases just the same way you're very, But first of all, you don't, my, my job isn't to just report the facts. My job is to One, report facts and give commentary, okay? Give commentary on these shows. It would be one thing if I were a reporter reporting on a war out in Iraq. That's a very different story. You want just the facts. This is Real Housewives, and I'm literally here commenting on the show, okay? There we go. Oh, everyone thought it was funny, my eating ass comment. I mean, it's true. What did Brandy say? I would rather kick ass than kiss it. Well, I'd rather have you eat mine than kiss anybody else's. But yes, everybody has biases. It's just what it is. It's who we are. We all have biases. My job isn't to be objective. I try to be objective, but that's not my job. These people telling you biases because their bias makes me laugh. It's so funny, right? You're biased. You like Lisa Rinna. And then their Karen heads explode. Go call a DJ and FAG if you don't like my content, okay? Thank you. Okay, so uh, Kathy, and she's guzzling the water because she's nervous and she can't answer the questions. I mean, I think coming out of the reunion, I have just a lot more sympathy for Kyle because you can tell, like, Kyle does not want to go back to being in a bad place with her sister, which tells you when they're in a bad place, it's probably a really bad place. It's no boyano in Kathy's words. No boyano. And Kathy's literally just sitting there looking at Kyle like, why are you crying? Why are you trying to be a martyr right now? Like, she's just so cold, and her body language is just so hard, and she just, like, you can tell this is the real Kathy, you know? But listen, Kyle didn't defend Kathy's character in this part of the reunion, but I think that that's because Kyle knows that Kathy's character is indefensible, you know? I mean, what she did say when Erica brought up the slur, she did say, I didn't hear that. And she was like, I want to be clear. I did not hear that. But she didn't say, my sister doesn't speak that way. Be mindful of the words these women are using, guys. So when Erica brought up the slur, it was, I didn't hear that. Not, I've never heard my sister use that word. My sister does not speak like that. I don't think my sister uses that term. Erica, that's preposterous. It was, I didn't hear that. Listen, when you're in a loud club, it's very easy to not hear when your sister's dropping slurs. But listen, remember when Kim was on the show and Kim was always telling Kyle, you need to have my back like a real sister. Kathy would have my back like a real sister. And then Kyle would always clap back at her and be like, I can't defend your behavior. Like your behavior is crazy. And listen, Kim, yes, battled some demons. Like, yes, empathy for Kim, right? But Kim was wild. Kim was straight up ruthless and toothless, okay? Everyone wants to remember Rinna breaking the glass at Kim in Amsterdam. But first of all, we forget that before Rinna threw the glass, K- Kim was literally like, why don't you eat a piece of bread? Let's not talk about the husband. So, like, I'm just like, guys, like, we have to, like, is Rina perfect? No. Does Rinna get scrappy? Yes. Is Rinna a villain? She owns it. But Kim was no innocent little victim in there. Kim del- Kim gave a slut pig. Kim hid Brandy's crutches in slut pig. Um... She also called Brandy a whore in that same scene as well. Kim screamed at Kyle, you stole my goddamn house. And then people would be like, oh, but she was, she was, um, you know, she was drunk and she had a, a drinking problem. Okay, fine. Then let's go to when Kim was sober. Okay. Cut to a few seasons later. Kim was sober and she told Ken, shut your goddamn mouth. You're a big, stubborn old man. And then she called Eileen a beast. And told her that she didn't like her or her home. She told Rinna to eat a piece of bread. And told Rinna, let's talk about the husband. And then that's when, when Rinna snaps. So I'm like, let's not pretend like Kim is like innocent. So when Kathy's sitting there and she's like, what you did to my sister... And you ran Lisa Vanderpump off the show and you fought with Camille Grammer. Of all the examples, I think Denise Richards is probably the one where you can say Lisa Rinder really went hard. The rest of them, Lisa Vanderpump was hardly defenseless, okay? And Lisa only, Lisa Rinna only came at Lisa Vanderpump the season, what was it, season or two prior at the reunion where she was telling Lisa to just own it? Because Lisa never came to the final reunion. Lisa ran herself off the show. And Camille was one of the biggest villains on the show. She was literally voted, after the first season, she was voted, the, or the second season, she was voted the most hated housewife in the country. The most, at that point, we had already had Atlanta, New Jersey, New York, O.C., And Camille was voted the most hated housewife in the country. So these women are hardly innocent. Denise lied. She tried to shut down the cameras with her bravo, bravo, bravo. She sent cease and desist letters to all the producers and to Brandy. So none of these women are blameless, okay? And listen, Lisa Rinna isn't blameless either, to the bitch with the bias. Lisa Rinna is not blameless, like... This is not to paint Lisa Renna as like the Joan of Arc. Lisa Rinna is no martyr either. She's no Hail Mary full of grace, but at least she owns being a villain. You got to give her that because all these other women. Denise is over there shaking on Twitter, taking selfies with Camille and being like, she's so mean. I'm like, really, Denise? Really? You battled Charlie Sheen and Lisa Rinna is the worst of your problems. Like, get it together. Renna will wear her or her villain title like a badge of honor. So you got to give her props for that. She makes many mistakes. She pushes way too hard. She puts her foot in her mouth way too much. She goes way too hard at people. She went too hard at Denise. I will own that. Listen, her friends included, right? Like she is not always innocent in all of this. She loves to exaggerate things. But come on, this blind adoration for Kathy is ridiculous. Okay, Kathy's no saint. And her cute little hunky-dory act, that went right out the window, right? We got the real Kathy now. And don't you love how Kathy was straight up like, Rena, I don't, I don't know where these text messages you got came from. Here's my phone. My phone doesn't show any text messages. And Renna's like, oh, really, bitch? Here's my phone. And my phone does show the text messages. And Andy looked at it, and Andy's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're here. Like, that tells you that she's lying. She literally deleted text messages and then was trying to tell that as her truth. So there you go. Andy Cohen caught her in a lie. Just because you delete a text message from your phone doesn't mean it's gone forever, Kathy. But then again, Kathy doesn't know how to work Instagram. Listen, and Kathy's a funny lady. We'll give Kathy credit. Her hunky-dory moment was cute. Biggest bully in Hollywood. Listen, I love saying it. You are the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. Kathy gave us some great moments. You have to give Kathy props, too. Doesn't mean she's not a monster. I will say this, too, though. I did not think that this reunion was all cracked up to what everyone pumped it up to be. I thought it was a little underwhelming. My heart ached for Kyle. You can tell she's visibly hurt by all of this. I wish Lisa would have taken just like a little bit of ownership for being like, listen, I did kind of mix things up with Kathy and Kyle. Like, I wish she would have been like, maybe I pushed a little too hard. Kyle, I'm sorry. I wish she would have given us that a little bit. But then it like made me think and like. Okay, let's have this be a debate that we can chat about. Was Lisa wrong to bring it up on the show? I mean, they are on a reality show. They're supposed to talk about this stuff. This is the reunion where it's our job to rehash all of this stuff. You know, Rinna never really revealed what Kathy said about Kyle, but she did push it, which I get. But, like, was she wrong? Was Rinna wrong to bring it up on the show and to push it? They're on a reality show, Kathy is paid to be there. Kathy wants her tequila promotion, but she's also paid to be there. So I'm just like, why, you know, I'm upset with Rinna for not acknowledging Kyle's pain. But like, why does Rinna have to be solely to blame for Kathy's actions? I think Rinna exaggerated it a bit. Was Kathy banging on the walls? No, maybe Kathy like hit a wall out of anger, you know. I mean, listen, I grew up where my stepdad would get drunk and punch holes in the wall. So I'm not that scared of that. Maybe Kathy was just like, Ugh, and she hit the wall. She was mad. She was angry. The Hulk came out. Kathy, angry. Urgh, smash my glasses. I'm going to destroy Kyle. So I think Renna maybe exaggerated it just a little bit. But listen, Kathy owned it at first. She wanted it to go away and brush it under the rug. And she didn't really want to talk about it. I think Rena's dramatic. I think Rena took it too far with the social media stuff, but I don't know who. Like, who do you guys blame for why Kathy and Kyle are in this strange place? Kathy has two sisters where co- conflict often occur at times. Yeah, the apologize and own it, and the repeats of the behavior from Rena or from Kathy. I'm talking about this specific. Rena wants a paycheck when you have a job, you have to do your job. Interesting point, Karen. She knew what she had to do to get the big paycheck. Uh, If Lisa had not brought it on the show, Kathy would not have had her big moment at BravoCon. That's true. And they would not have gotten the monster ratings for the reunion. The season was boring otherwise. I don't think the season. Thank you, Fayaz. I don't think the season was boring overall. But I do think you make a good point. If anything, this helped bolster Kathy. Jesse with the purple hair says Kathy is to blame. Um, Jenny says blame Kathy. Kathy is to blame. And Rinna did her job. I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning into it. Like, again, I wish Rina would have just been like, listen, Kyle, I'm sorry that you're in this position and I'm sorry that I'm playing a role in putting you in this position. But listen, the accountability needs to be with Kathy. Kathy was grasping at straws, reading her rehearsed lines. Thank you, Renee, very much. She literally had like flashcards under her water bottle and she was reading tweets like she says, I don't I never watched the show. Right. She's like, I never watched the show. I never watched Then How did you know they ran Lisa Vanderpump off the show if you didn't read it on Twitter? How did you know what you did to my sister? How did you know about that if you don't watch the show? Camille Grammer? I don't really remember Renna having much of a beef with Camille Grammer. I mean, Camille fought with everybody. Denise, Well, she didn't bring up Denise Richards. But, like, come on. Other than her reading it about, reading about it on Twitter, where else would Kathy have gotten this info? Because Kathy doesn't watch the show. Come on. She said she hasn't watched the show since the season one finale when Kim and, and Kyle got in a fight in the backseat of the limo. Um, some people knew of Kim, a lot knew of Kathy. No one knew of Kyle until this show. She thinks this is her thing. I mean, it kind of is her thing. It kind of is Kyle's thing. Kathy is to blame for Rinna's social media behavior. I'm not saying Kathy is to blame for social media's behavior. That, that wasn't the question. The question was, who is to blame for the reason that Kyle and Kathy are in this strange situation? I feel like Kyle genuinely wanted to leave the reunion in a good place, and Kathy was, like, firmly against it. It was like a hard veto on Kathy's front. Kathy was like, nope. All of a sudden, Kathy became the DJ at the club, and she was like, nope, hard no. Go back to Los Angeles, sister. She was cold. She was mean to Kyle. Her reads were really lame. Like, let's be honest. They were flashcards with recycled tweets from her fans on Twitter. Period. End of story. Period. Dot. She's clearly never watched the show. Um, and then at the end of the reunion, we see that they still haven't spoken. They took a picture at BravoCon, but they still seem to be on the outs. Kyle just skipped out on Brooke's baby shower. Um, everyone's blaming Kyle for not defending Kathy, but I'm just like, why are why aren't we also mad at Kathy for not being willing to work things out with Kyle? Like, who's really to blame for why Kyle and Kathy aren't good? Because Kyle seemed to want to move forward, and Kathy was like, no. Kathy's like, I'm going to punish you because that's what you deserve. You deserve to be punished. I'm going to ice you out again like I used to ice me out. Um, I think it's Kyle's fault not taking care of her sister. It's easy to blame others. Kyle was hard with Erica. I mean, but that goes to my point earlier of, like, maybe Kyle didn't defend her sister because maybe she knows this is in her sister's character. Their mother messed those girls up. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think the mother didn't help them. She doesn't want to work things out with Kyle because Kyle—oh, sorry, your comment went too fast. Um, if my friend did that to my sister, I mean, it, yeah, any good sister would de- d- stand up for her. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. But is it worth shutting your sister out? If you're such a good sister to where you're going to defend your sister against somebody else, whether or not somebody else is saying is true, you're going to defend your sister because you're a good sister. Then is it equally good or bad for Kathy to be like, nah, I'm not going to be nice to you. I'm not going to talk to you for months. Like, is that any better? How can you defend your sister when she drags you? I mean, true that everyone wants Kyle. defend Kathy, but it's all about Kathy talking mad shit about her. I wouldn't defend my sister. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Monique. That's a great point is the whole thing was about Kathy was. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. Everyone wants to be mad at Kyle for not defending Kathy when the accusation was against Kathy saying awful, horrible things about Kyle and her family. So how can you defend that? I guess, yeah, go back to uh, everyone. Everyone is human. We all say things in the heat of the moment that we don't mean. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, anyone can see that Kathy has a nasty side. Kathy was being manipulative and blatantly blaming Kyle. Yeah, I think it's easy for Kathy to deflect, right? Kyle was being a martyr. I didn't see Kyle as being a martyr as much as I saw Kyle just being emotional. And I think Kyle is just an emotional person. She cries over everything. Sisters always talk bad about their other sisters at one point. So it's natural. But Kyle should have stood up for Kathy. That's interesting. Psychotic break was a stretch. I agree. I agree. It was a stretch. Um, No one should say homophobic slurs, period. I agree. Kyle forgave that, though. Yeah, Kyle forgave her sister talking smack about her, and Kyle forgave her sister dropping a homophobic slur at the club. Mm -hmm. Kyle wasn't being a martyr. MJ says Kyle was hurting. I agree. Can we get Kathy on a... a friend of ultimate girl show. Kathy won't do. I think Kathy's done at this point. I think that's why she went to TMZ and laid down that, that groundwork for setting up why she's not going to return next season. I think Kathy's done. I don't think Kathy comes back. Also people on Twitter seem to be confused and think that, Kathy just happened to be strolling down the street when TMZ was like, oh my God, it's Kathy Hilton. Hey, Kathy Hilton, do you mind talking to us? And Kathy Hilton was like, sure, TMZ. Let me just, I was minding my own business walking down the street and let me just talk to TMZ. Guys, none of these things are real. Anytime you see a celebrity walking down the street talking to TMZ, it's always staged. It's like tmz doesn't just wander the streets like TMZ's not downstairs right now being like let me w- have a camera out and hope that i run into a celebrity at some point it's all tipped off it's all fake when you're reading us weekly and you have what's in my bag it's all fake that's not really what's in jennifer aniston's bag jennifer lawrence isn't really a stars they're just like us holding a bottle of coconut water like come on guys let's let's see through let's see through it, okay um why are kyle and and kathy not good i think kyle was put in a hard position because it was her friend and her sister her sister was accused of saying awful horrendous things about her she just wants to move forward and sweep it under the rug because she wants to preserve the relationship with her sister and i think her sister isn't willing to do that but it also shows us this cute little team garcelle where is that coming who are you who Sweetie, nobody even invited you to this conversation. Was Garcelle even at the third part of the reunion, girl? Bye. Um, I think Kathy is also ruthless and toothless, and like you know, whatever. Don't forget, uh, TMZ called Lisa Rinna. They called her. Come on, give me a break. I'm pretty sure they didn't call her, but they called her rep, right? That happens. Um, They have to fact check. I did a whole episode with Evan Rio from Page Six, and he's like, yeah, we have to fact check these things. We have to call publicists, and we have to call the talent themselves if we have access to the talent, and we have to confirm certain details. So yes, that does happen. I'm sure TMZ did reach out. Okay, should we move on to Salt Lake City? Any closing thoughts? Paparazzi no longer exists. No, iPhones exist. Demois exists. Okay, let's wrap up Beverly Hills. I thought that the reunion overall... I mean, I would give it maybe a seven and a half, all three parts collectively. The third part, I would give maybe like a seven, maybe a six and a half. I just feel like there was no resolution. Nothing really good came of it. The envelopes. Rena brought envelopes. Rena said that she talked about it and brought everything out about the envelopes, but it all got edited out. So that's interesting. I don't know what was in her envelope, but. Yeah, Kathy hosted the baby shower just to make herself look like the family matriarch. I think she hosted the baby shower to have control, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. To be like, I have the control. All the girls, all the the cousins are going to come to my house, and I'm going to be the one to host this baby shower for Kim's granddaughter. Mm -mm. Ten, you give the reunion. Culture, society. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. And a 10. Wow. That's a really strong rating. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like, wow. I just, I feel like it was um, pumped up so much. And then it just kind of didn't really land as strongly for me. Wow. We talked about Beverly Hills for a full half hour. Okay. So let's move into Salt Lake City. Marianne's giving Beverly Hills reunion a six. Six. Uh, Kathy, Erica always owned the stuff since the 90s. Um, I mean, listen, you have to, yeah, if you're going to bring Erica up, like she did own a lot of what came at her, right? Um, I mean, she didn't own the earrings, but like we're on appeal for legal reasons. so You're trying to win the earrings back. We're on appeal for legal reasons. (laughs) Great. I loved it. (laughs) I can say that all day. That and biggest bully in Hollywood are probably my two favorite lines from the reunion. We're on appeal for legal reasons. Anytime I have to deflect from something, I'm just going to say that. We're on appeal for legal reasons. And then from here on out, everybody is just going to be the biggest bully in Hollywood. And everyone knows it. Like the bitch in the comments earlier. You're the biggest biased Kathy stan and everyone knows it. Give it a five. A five. Wow. Kathy Hilton tried saying her bags were stolen. What bags? The bags under her eyes? What bags were stolen? You need shirts about the appeal comment. Oh, yeah. We're on appeal for legal reasons. New wine titles. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I'm actually working on some new wines for the holidays, guys. Newfilterwine.com. Housewives inspired wines, nofilterwine.com, 13% alcohol by volume, but less than gram of sugar. I think I'm going to do like a make it nice one and something with sprinkle cookies. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we do, but I want to do something fun. Okay. Let's move on to Salt Lake City because Karen wants to talk about Whitney's notary. I wonder if you really have to do that. Do you have to get a notary if you're leaving the Mormon church? I mean, my goodness. Zach, you think Garcelle is boring. I think Garcelle is boring. I think Garcelle has good moments, but I just don't think, I don't know if it's, if it's that I would say she's boring, but I just feel like she doesn't let her guard down, you know? And listen, Erica has her guard up a lot of the time, too, right? But I just feel like Garcelle, we don't ever really see her get drunk. We don't ever really see her get vulnerable. We don't really see her open up about her life. Like, the most we get is that she's on Bumble, Right. And she got a beach house and like, those are great milestones, but I would just like to get to know the real Garcelle. So yeah, I, yeah, it's just, I just feel it. And I get it. She said she doesn't fit in with the group, but it's like, okay, well at what point are you going to try to make an effort to fit into the group? You know, I feel like the women heard her out when she talked about not fitting in and then yeah, listen, Garcelle has moments of honesty in her confessionals and then she has great shade that she throws in her confessionals. And I think that's cute and fun but it's like, you know, what more are we going to get from her? Um, thank you, Mary Ann. Got my rosé. Got New York rosé. Okay. Rosé all day. Love it. Okay. Let's go to Salt Lake City. I thought Salt Lake City was boring this week. I mean, if we really want to talk about a five, I would give Salt Lake City a five. Maybe a four. I just thought it was not very interesting. Um, we see Brooks. I mean, yes, we see the notary, um... I th- I think Whitney's whole thing is just dumb. Her breaking up with the church, her having the notary come and sign. I think it's dumb. I think she's trying so hard to like have a moment on television. Heather gay all day. What? Who is a Heather gay fan? Not even Jen Shaw is a Heather gay fan. And Heather is Jen Shaw's number one fan. My goodness. Um, we have Brooks and Brooks seems to kind of confirm that he's gay or bi or open. He joked about like having a boyfriend But then, you know, he, I guess, doesn't have a boyfriend because that was just a joke. Uh, But I kind of took it as, you know, he's owning it. Own it, baby. Own it. Owning it a little bit, at least just the tip, you know. I'm curious what Joe Mendoza thinks about Brooks. Because Joe Mendoza always got some things to say. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm um good live i don't watch salt lake city good night everyone oh old white lady sorry that's her username i'm not calling her an old white lady that's literally literally her username i hope you don't leave because we're going to talk about salt lake city and then we'll talk about potomac but i mean conversation will still flow you're welcome to stay bubbles i read someone that a salt lake wife got arrested or something on a filming is that true yeah and now she's going to prison bubbles She's about to go to prison. Her name is Jen Shaw. So, But while we're watching this all play out, she's maintaining her innocence, and she says she's going to fight this in court because she is innocent. And then we see Coach Shaw, and Coach Shaw seems to be a lot more humble, right? He's a lot more humble, but he still has no humility for the victims. They're definitely feeling for themselves, though. And listen, for what they're going through, that's tough. But for what they did... That's tougher. Okay. Which is why it's so weird why we have Heather Gay hosting, you know, the trip, the women were hosting the trip to Arizona. And now we're, we have her doing this champagne toast on this ski trip for Jen. And like, we're celebrating. And like, what are we celebrating that? We're, we're celebrating her potential lift to prison. Like, it's just, it's weird. Like, she's just like, we have to be here for our friends. We have to do this for our friend. Our friend might be facing 50 years in prison. And it's like, yeah, because she committed a crime. And now she is going to be facing time in prison because she's admitted to the crime. Like, I'm glad, who was it? Whitney was kind of like, this is weird that we're like doing a toast to this. I love Lisa Barlow saying, I'm not really interested. I mean, yeah, talk about disengaging. So Angie Harrington's in the house, and she's like, I did not say that Lisa Barlow was blowing saxophones, okay? And everyone was like, "Mm mm-hmm, sure, you didn't say that. And she's telling Whitney that to her face. She tells Whitney to her face. I don't remember saying that. And I kind of believe Whitney, and I believe Angie. Like, I... I think that it was possible that Angie said something in passing, right? Maybe she wasn't serious. Maybe it was like a shady joke and Whitney either believed it or is taking it too far. Or maybe Angie was being shady, but she wasn't like actually trying to make that accusation. So that's why she's backing. She's doing a backtrack on it now. And Whitney's like, you totally said this. But I don't know. I think Whitney's whole story. Like at first I was kind of like, you know. Feeling for Whitney because Whitney's like, I'm going through this therapy and I'm relieving my trauma and I'm working through my trauma. And I'm like, yes, work through your trauma. We support you. You do it. But now she's like talking about this abuse that she thinks happened, but she can't remember if it happened. And to me, it's like a little that's a little dark. Right. Jen Shaw actually going to prison and Whitney claiming that there are these accusations. That she doesn't remember happened like that is dark and that's kind of deep. And I like, I'm hoping that Whitney didn't really have these experiences. It's odd that she doesn't remember it, but like is so confident that it happened. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I I can't relate, but I also like, I want to have sympathy for her. Um, But then we see her with the Mormon stuff and we see how hard she's trying to play that up. And I'm just like, I don't know, Whitney, it's hard for me to like, I don't know if I am really subscribing to this vibe, girl you know? But yeah, I just think, I think maybe Angie made a shady joke that Whitney took too far. And that's my theory. And if I release a Barlow, I'd snub the bitch too, right? I'd be like, bye. I don't want to talk to you. You want to say that I'm giving blowjobs for jazz tickets? Thank you, next. Then we get into Whitney and she's hurt by Heather. And I'm just like, is Heather a bad Mormon and a bad friend too? Jesus. I don't know. I think it's weird that Heather is like not really trying to be a great friend to Whitney, but she's just like the best friend to Jen Shaw. That to me is like the most bizarre thing ever. The Jen Shaw thing is wild. Memories triggered from hand coordination. Yeah. Um. Oh, is Meredith the mom or dies or does he have a different parent? Meredith is Brooks's mother. Hi, Desert Mom. Welcome on in. Um, don't Mormons have possible, have possible partners? So if she did F that guy, who cares? Oh, multiple partners. Yeah. I mean, listen, if she did get it, I hope she would do it for the fun and not just for some jazz tickets. Like, I don't know. Jazz tickets don't really seem worth a blowjob if you ask me. But then again, I hate giving blowjobs so. Reed Marks is the eldest kid. Oh, have I seen Reed? I feel like we've seen a photo of him on the show, right, Joe? I don't remember him, though. Okay, should we move on to Salt Lake City was boring. Should we move on to Potomac? Because the Potomac taglines are in. Um, Listen, Candace, I think, is bringing it. Candace is delivering. When she's sitting there like, these women are going to talk about my husband. Not today, neck. Not today, ankles. I was like, yes this I didn't like you at first and now I'm like really growing to enjoy you the problem is nobody's likable I think well that's true nobody is likable but I still like them um yes I don't think Chris bassett is trying to bang Giselle like let's let me just throw that out there okay I don't think isn't she with Peter Thomas Peter Thomas Peter Roth Peter Thomas Roth? I don't know those are the eye gels I don't know. <laughs> I don't have your wine tonight, but I have a smoothie with my with a Zanny in it. Oh, my God. You guys are hilarious. Sav Sav. This is the first season that I've liked Candace, right? I mean, she kind of started to grow on me last season, but like a two out of 10. Now I'm like really here for it. I don't think that he was sliding into Giselle's DMs to be like, yeah, girl. And then at the reunion where he's like, can I talk to you privately? And she's like, I felt uncomfortable. I'm like, girl, stop. Stop. This is dumb. This is a dumb storyline, and I just—I'm surprised Ashley Darby is leaning into it as well. I love Ashley, and she should stick to Luke, and she should let Luke stick it in her, but I think Luke might secretly be gay, and that's why he keeps having all these issues with women. But (sighs) I don't know, guys. I don't know. I love Ashley, and I wish she would, like, not play into this because it's dumb. And then when it comes to Wendy— Dr. Wendy, my God, she got caught in her little hot mic moment. Listen, the real Dr. Wendy's coming out now where she's like, I didn't call me a liar. And then we have her on the hot mic being like, but she's lying. I was like, my goodness, Dr. Wendy. I used to I feel like I really liked Dr. Wendy her first season. I thought she was going to bring something. And then her second season, I was kind of like, "Mm." and then now I'm just kind of like, "Mm." it's just it's not really hitting at all. You know, I'm not buying this season of Salt Lake City. It seems phony. Yeah, it seems like they're all trying to push it. Chris Bassett is no Michael Darby. Exactly. They didn't have these types of reactions when it came to Michael Darby. And I'm glad that Candace made a point of that. And she's like, and you better keep all of my fourth wall in. Like, because they're over there hugging Michael Darby as if he wasn't grabbing people's asses. I'm like, I know that's right. Elaine ordering more white wine this week. Yeah, yeah. Missing my disengaging. Well, stock up on them now, guys, cuz they're going to be expiring come next month. Come November, we're going to be la- we're going to be rolling out the new holiday wines. So, get ready. Get ready for ready. Um okay, let's go through these new taglines for Potomac. They're finally out. So, Giselle's tagline is, "I'm pretty" Petty, and always sitting on ready. Dumb. Dumb. Ashley, I would give Giselle's maybe a 2 out of 10. I just thought it was dumb. I didn't think it was anything interesting. Ashley Darby's. You may think you know my story, but there's always a plot twist. I mean, 6 out of 10. Good, not great, not really a knockout, but cute. Robin, when it comes to the truth... I always arrive on time. Cute, not great. 7 out of 10. Candace, my vocals are clean, but my reads are for filth. Okay, I think Candace gets the best tagline. I think I'm going to give her 9 out of 10. My vocals are clean, but my, f- my reads are for filth. And yes, they are. Nick. Mia, I may not remember everything, but you'll never forget me. Girl, I want to forget you now. Okay, bye. Dr. Wendy, I'm a Nigerian queen with no time for mean. Dumb. Give me Zen Wen again because that one was just dumb. Karen, just like a three wick, I burn slow and I never waver. I mean, cute. I would say Candace won. Most of them were really lackluster. I think Karen's was kind of cute. And I think Ashley's was kind of cute, but I think Candace definitely won. So I would say Candace, Karen, Ashley, and then the rest were just trash. I don't think the rest of them were good at all. Yes, welcome Taffy Cat. Just became a member of the Zach Pack on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it, Taffy Cat. get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. What was your favorite tagline? I liked Candace's the best. Welcome, Taffy Cat. Welcome to the Zack Pack. Who's Mia? Exactly. Getting holiday wine for gifts. See, Marianne, I thought it would be perfect. So I want to do two new wines with the collection that I think will be fun. And one of them is going to have to be about, like, making it nice. And the other one, maybe there'll be, like, nods to different moments, like sprinkle cookies and stuff. But I don't know. We're still working it out. Taglines for Potomac this year, not serving. Candace is one of the best of all time. Yep, I agree, Lucas. I agree. Um, I think it's our fault, though. They probably thought the taglines were bad. We kept asking for them. Then we got taglines. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Joe. I think at this point, I'm kind of fine without taglines. Like, you know, I think... We've done it, and the more we continue to push it, the more there's pressure, and then the more they fall flat. The biggest bully, ooh, a biggest bully in Hollywood, but I don't want to give it to Kathy. I just feel like (laughs) Kathy doesn't deserve that. The biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. That's what the wine should say. I'm the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. Jim, I love your book clubs. Thank you, Jim. So this upcoming week, guys, if you are, um, if you do join in for our book club every week, this upcoming Tuesday, we're going to be wrapping up Tom Bower's Meghan Markle expose, and then the week after, we're going to kick off Matthew Perry's books. Matthew Perry from Friends, he's got his new juicy book that comes out this upcoming Tuesday. So stay tuned for that and get ready because that's going to be coming. We'll be breaking down the start of that book. The following Tuesday. So you can order it this upcoming Tuesday when we wrap our Meghan Markle book club, and then boom. This is so informative and entertaining. Hey, Sharpie, thank you. Thanks, Boo. Okay, shall we wrap? Shall we move on? Um, thank you guys for joining tonight. This was a fun live. We covered a lot tonight Ruthless and Toothless. We did Beverly Hills, Potomac, Salt Lake City. This was F U N. mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm mm mm. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to make some dinner. Hopefully, you guys have a wonderful weekend. All new episode of the podcast comes out this upcoming Monday. So get ready. Everyone is always making fun of my wine, but they all drink it every... Okay. There you go, Mary Ann. There you go. That was great. Zach and the Zach Pack. Yes, I loved hanging out. You know I love Thursdays with the Zach Pack. I love it. I love you. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Um, you can keep up with me. At just plain Zach. If you want to keep up with me and all my crazy antics, you can follow the podcast at no filter with Zach for all the latest show news. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, the trolls have brought us back down to a 4.4. So if you are enjoying the podcast, um, please leave me a good rating or a good review. The annoying part is they don't even leave reviews, they just keep giving me one star ratings and it keeps bringing the rating down. Um, listen, if you're enjoying the podcast, show it some love on Apple Podcasts. Show all your podcasters love. We all work hard out here. We're like hookers on a corner trying to earn that top dollar. We're trying. We're working. Smash the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell button if you want to make sure the tea gets spilled into those notifications. Again, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. And stock up on No Filter Wine at NoFilterWine.com. That's NoFilterWine.com. Have a good weekend, everybody. Love you. Mean, hey, you chicks in porn fucking Paul Kemsley. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye.